All right, welcome to Big East Time on Roundtable Time. I am your host, Matt Kellen. You can find Roundtable Time on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and of course Twitter. We're at Roundtable Time. So please feel free to review, sub, like, share, comment on any of these. There's always another C at the Roundtable. So for today, we're going to look back at what has happened since the last Power Rankings, give a new Power Rankings as we begin this week. Just about halfway through conference play, the season really does fly by. Uh, number one, we'll get started with Villanova. They were number one last time. Number one again, they go 3-0 and since last power rankings. With three road wins, not three really resume-building road wins, but road wins are always nice to get. And they I mean really basically just took care of business against three inferior teams. They got the close win at the Garden versus St. John's. Game that was never really in doubt, but they did, I mean, make it a little interesting down the stretch, got a little close. I don't think even Chenzo played great as he as he has in his career versus St. John's and at the Garden. And they bounce back after the, the tough uh, tough St. John's win, and they really obliterate two old Big East founding members in Georgetown and UConn, both wins on the road. And right now everything's, everything's really clicking for this Villanova team, really playing well at all facets of the game. Defense has looked better since it was a problem kind of started, narrative kind of started about, what, four games ago? Read the game before the Xavier game, and they they, they look good. Very good on defense in these last four games. Um, but, I mean, just got to gotta keep it going. Home game against Providence coming up next. I mean, it should be a good one against what's been a, I mean, a Providence team who's playing really well recently. Number two, we're going to have the same number two from last time. It's going to be Xavier. I mean, Xavier's had a really good last, you know, ten days or so. After they had the two losses, the two road losses, first at Villanova, which was really, I mean, really tough, tough loss for them, and then they go to Providence and lose. You know, starting to look a little shaky with the back-to-back losses, but I mean, really no problems for them. They go 0-3. They win home against Creighton, home against St. John's, and they win at Seton Hall. I mean, it started with the I mean dominating Creighton. It's been great to see Blewett. He's been shooting better really well the last three three games. And the I mean started with a really he had a really good game against Creighton. I mean it's been uh the three the three last wins have been with a new starting lineup. Kaiser Gates coming off the bench. He's been shooting really well, playing really well. And then Tyreek Jones coming off the bench. They've been replaced by Karim Cantor and Najee Marshall. So they're playing a little smaller with Blewett at the four. Paul Struggs has given him some good minutes, the freshman. I think that Creighton game just really showed how dangerous this team can be. They've got they have the depth is great. They go nine deep. All I mean, nine guys all really give them something out there when they're on the floor. And this team is really dangerous when they're when all these guys play well. I mean, not many teams. I mean, I don't think any any team really in this conference can rival the depth of Xavier. And then of course they beat St. John's. Bit of a trap game before they go on the road to Seton Hall. And that game got that game was a bit a little closer than I'm sure Chris Mack wanted it to be. But they I mean they they pulled it out. Took care of business at home. And then they go on the road. I mean, a game that Seton Hall bounced back really well after the Creighton loss. I thought Seton Hall played really well out of the gate. But, I mean, Xavier found a way to win it late. J.P. McCure was great. I mean, Seton Hall I mean, was really leading all throughout the entire game. But, I mean, Xavier didn't get discouraged, hung in there, and pulled it out at the end. I think, the con- I mean, in-conference road games are just so, so crucial. As we get closer and closer to March, for really for these top seven Big East teams, this is just the fourth conference road win. 
against the other top seven teams. I mean, winning it down the road is so crucial for tournament time. Definitely big for seeding. I mean, but the best teams stay play comfortable. They play the same way they do at home as they do on the road. Calm and composed. And I mean, Xavier did just that. And I think this was, I mean, just really a really great way to establish themselves as that clear number two in the conference over Seton Hall. So number three, it's going to be the same team from last week, is Seton Hall. They did win at home against Georgetown. I mean, they came out a little slow, but then really responded well. It was really right after the uh, the honoring of the 92-93 Seton Hall team that they really bounced back and went on a run and, and beat Zave and then excuse me beat Georgetown. But then, I mean, really two really tough losses. I mean, at Creighton was the game that, the, of course, Desi Rodriguez got benched, played just six minutes, and, I mean, whatever the reason was, I mean, Willard... Willard's reasoning didn't make a whole lot of sense. He said his face showed he didn't want to be out there, or he said something like that. I think he's looked like he's going a bit. He's been going a bit through the motions recently, and I thought, I thought the, I mean, I thought the benching was somewhat warranted. Not totally surprised to see him, you know, on the bench. But I mean, but with him not playing, Delgado was in foul trouble, and I mean Carrington. Got I me mean, got the uh, Kyrie Thomas treatment on uh, Tyree, uh Thomas's defense. They I mean the three of them just scored twelve points combined. Never got in a great flow. And I mean what I mean, what they're gonna get out of these not the non you know big three seniors is gonna be really big for this team because they are so relying on these three guys. But they come back home where they've been really good this year. This would be this has become their first home loss this year, and they came out really strong. They're winning the whole game. I mean, just didn't close. JP McCurry responded very well to the JP sucks chance from the student section, and of course, Seton Hall lost losses one to Xavier. I mean, personally, I still believe in this team and these seniors. Delgado is just six rebounds away from that the Big East rebounding record. Uh, I mean, I think this made Xavier look look uh, good rather than a mark against Seton Hall. I think this looks better for Xavier. But I mean, another thing, I think I think Carrington's been playing very well as a point guard. I was a little skeptical of, of him as a point guard. You know, looking, I think he looked he looked more like a shooting guard trying to play the point guard role. But I mean, I think he's kind of gotten down the nuances of playing the point guard position. I think he's looked I think he's looked good running this team. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not counting them out at it all. They're at DePaul next. They don't play, they don't play uh, at DePaul for a little while, so they got, they got some time to get right after the the back-to-back losses, and they go against, I mean, a team who's won won just the one game in conference, in DePaul. So at four, we do have Providence. Providence was six last time, in the power rankings. For Providence, they they also go three and zero. They win at DePaul. They win the uh, in that all access game. They win at home against Butler. And then they win at home against Creighton. And it's, it's nice to see this team being string together a couple wins after what looked like it could have been could be a really disappointing season. Dreaming really high expectations. A couple a couple tough losses out of conference. But they're starting to come together nicely. I think Alpha Diallo has played very well recently. 
really like what he's doing. Jalen Lindsey's been shooting really well, especially in the last few games. I mean, of course, Cartwright's been great. And I mean, you kind of say he, they go as he go he as he goes, and he's been playing very well, and they've been playing very well as well. Uh, Khalif Young has replaced Nate Watson starting lineup. I think uh, Cooley likes his toughness and rebounding a little better than Watson. Watson just just the freshman, of course, got some plenty of time to grow. But I mean, I really, really like what I see from Providence. They're they're deep, and they've been playing very well. Isaiah Jackson has also played very well recently. But they're coming together after I mean avoiding what could have been a very disappointing season. Of course, it's a lot of time to go. Up next. Up next, it does get difficult. They're going to go on the road. They're going to play Villanova. And then they're going to play Seton Hall on the road. And then they go to Marquette. So, let me talk about how tough it is to beat these top seven teams in their buildings. And they got, I mean, three tough, really tough ones coming up. I mean, if you're Providence, I'm sure you want to win at least one of these. But, I mean, definitely not going to be the favorite at Villanova or Seton Hall. And, I mean, Marquette, another one is tough to beat on the road. They gotta take it one game at a time. Tough stretch. It seems like every team is going through a tough stretch. Really, most of the most of the time through conference play. Number five, we have Marquette. They were number four last time. They went one and one since our last power rankings. They did lose at Butler, and then they win at home against DePaul. I mean, another one. I mean, not totally. I mean, not totally. Um, I mean, not totally surprising. The results of this one. They lose on the road and then win. At home, they lose to, you know, a similar team, another one of these teams who's in this mid-tier in Butler. And then, of course, Hinkle, tough place to play, and then they come back home and they beat one of the really the bottom three teams. I mean, they fell behind in that Butler game, then they came back, but they fell uh, a victim of a Keelan Martin career-high 37. Butler closed it out. And then they took care of DePaul. The one thing, I think, of note in that game was really uh, Rousey and Howard only scored 18 points. It means, I mean, the role players scored 52. Hauser had, I think, 19. I mean, it's big to get these guys going if they want to make any noise from the tournament. You talk about Xavier's having a ton of depth, and then you got kind of Marquette at the other end of the spectrum with really, I mean, I mean, of course, Howard and Rousey's the one-two. And then Hauser has also played very well. You want to give him credit. But this is a really young team. Rousey's the only senior. And then you got Health uh, Center. He's really the only, I mean, junior. Those are really your two upperclassmen. I mean, role players. So, I mean, I would look for these role guys to keep getting better. I think they have gotten definitely, I think they've gotten definitely better as the season have gone on, has gone on. But the success of these role, role players is really going to, I think, what's going to determine how far Marquette can go in both really the conference and the, you know, the NCAA tournament. NCAA tournament. And, I mean, up next for Marquette, it gets tough. They go to Xavier and then they're home against Villanova. So, I mean, obviously. Big chance to make a nice statement. Of course, they did beat Villanova at home last year, but uh, big definitely a big chance to make a statement with these next two games. And of course, obviously, a road win at Xavier would be would be massive. At six, we have Creighton. They were number five in our previous power rankings. They go one and two. They lose at Xavier, then they win at home against Seton Hall, then they lose at Providence. So another, I mean, the continuing theme here, they won at home, lost on the road. I think the the biggest thing that this team is what they're going to do forward without Martin Crumple, who's, I think, was looking like a clear-cut, most improved player in the Big East. 
being really so important to what they were what they've been doing and very important to their offense. I mean, he's great. I mean, great role guy in the uh, pick and roll. His score. I mean, he's really their only inside scoring presence. I think. I mean, I guess Marcus Foster can also score inside, but from a big perspective, he was really the only guy scoring inside. And they're gonna lose his. I mean, his toughness as well. I mean, the other bigs are really uh, Ronnie Harrell and Toby Hegner, who you know, both more. I mean, Hegner more of just a shooter. And then Harrell kind of like a like face-up. You know, the guy they call a matchup problem for bigs because he's you know, quick and can shoot and, you know, play in the mid-range, mid-post. Not a lot of toughness out of those two guys. And we haven't seen Suarez. He's the fifth year. We haven't seen him play a ton since Crumple's been down. So they're going to go to those two guys. I mean, definitely going to play smaller. I think the biggest, I mean, you're really going to need to lean on Kyrie Thomas and Marcus Foster as much as possible, but this this is still as a team with some depth. Not 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 a ton of depth up in the front court, but I mean they need they need their younger guys. I mean Tyson Alexander's got to keep on playing well. Mitchell Ballack, I think we'll see. I think he's going to see some definitely a lot of time as a small ball four, which I think he can play, and we see him do it against bigger guys. But I mean they're going to need as much as they can get out of those guys. And another one, I think Caleb Joseph, the Syracuse transfer. You know, hopefully, I mean, he hasn't played a lot, but I mean, he's definitely got, definitely got some talent. I mean, you got to get. I mean, you want to get something out of him as well. McDermott's gonna go smaller, and you need these, these guys to step up, and give them some depth. But they definitely do still have it. Next two games, they're at St. John's, home against Georgetown. Definitely, I don't want to say it's a break. I mean, St. John's, of course, hasn't, haven't, hasn't won in the conference, but, I mean, they're definitely a team who's hungry, and they pushed a lot of teams at me at home. That that, I mean, that could be Creighton without Crumple. Chance for an upset there for St. John's. And then they play Georgetown at home, and Creighton's usually lights out at home. So you don't want to say a, a cushion for a team that um, a team that's kind of changing without Crumple, but... I mean, definitely a chance to bounce back a bit, but there's still there's still a lot of talent here. I mean, it really it really uh really unfortunate for them. You know, you hope Crumple gets uh, quick re- quick re- quick recovery for for his ACL injury. Seven, we got Butler, and they were seven last week as well. They go they go two and one. They win at home against Marquette, and they lose on the road at Providence, and then they win at DePaul. I mean, it's really. I think it's really tough to separate these four teams. I think in the wake of the Crumple injury and the way Providence has played, I think Providence definitely has a case to be, you know, number one out of these four teams, Providence, Marquette, Creighton, and Butler. I mean, these are four teams that really protect home court very well. I think, I mean, road wins, and with I mean, it's going to be huge um, within within these four. I mean, one can win on the road and against the other can definitely separate themselves a bit. Keelan Martin, the question I think is, well, I've always had with him has been the consistency. And, I mean, he's been, for the most part, consistent. He really struggled versus Providence in their loss on the road. I, I think it's going to be tough for them to win and especially score without, I mean, without Baldwin and Martin both on. I mean, Jorgensen's inconsistent. I mean, you got, I mean, you got the glue guys, Wideman, and, uh, McDermott, you know, also, you know, Badley and Thompson. But, 
I mean, when you talk about consistent scoring, it's really only, I mean, when consistent scoring, you're going to be looking at Martin and, and Baldwin. And you need, I mean, really, they really need both these guys on, I mean, to win, really. But, uh, so they're, they're playing homie in St. John's next. Number eight, we got Georgetown. Georgetown was eight last time. They, they go one and two. They lose at Seton Hall. You know, came out came out pretty strong. I think Seton Hall more came out slow in the beginning than Georgetown did come out strong. But they they lose there, and then they and then they really get annihilated by Villanova. And then they come back. They win at home against St. John's. They complete the sweep of St. John's. They're now three and zero against DePaul and St. John's this year. You know, starting to separate a bit. You know, DePaul's got the one win. St. John's without a Big East win. Georgetown's got three. I mean, the I think the one thing we know about this Georgetown team is these two bigs are really good, and really talented. Govan and Derrickson. I think Patrick Ewing, Ewing's got to be a big part of that. But I, it's really just too hard to win without it without a really a true point guard. I mean, I don't think they or without really an above average perimeter player. This year has I think been a step in the right direction. I think they're I think they're getting there. There's I mean they got to get a point guard. But uh, but starting to separate a bit from those bottom two, and I mean getting wins. They got three wins. I think what three? I think three and five. I mean it's still. I mean of course they've all come against Paul and St. John's, but you got to beat the teams below you, and I think they're proving that they deserve to be above those two, and they're that's why they're eighth in our power rankings. Moving on to nine, DePaul loses at home against Providence. They lose at Marquette, and then they lose home against Butler. I think that, and they had that they had the lead in that you know the FS1 all access game against Providence at Providence would have been a very nice win for DePaul but with these three three losses I mean it's clear that they they lost to three better teams I think that's what it comes down to I mean I'm not a big I mean I, I mean after watching Lado coach I mean I think I'm not a big fan of the way he coaches but he's had success in the past and he's had success at DePaul in the past, and they seem to be getting better. I mean, they're definitely definitely better than they were last year. So, but I mean, they're playing like we said at Georgetown next. Definitely a chance for a win. Ten, we got St. John's. They were ten last week. They got win three. They lose at home against Villanova. They lose at Xavier, and then they lose at Georgetown. I think we've seen this now. I mean, I think at least a couple times in conference too, where they lose a couple back-to-back really tough games against better teams that they they play tough and they stay in the game and they lose by single digits and then they and they have a chance to get a win against you know a similar skilled team and they wound up losing. Before they did, they lost at Georgetown. I mean, they ended that over the first overtime. Of course, they fouled Derrickson, missed free throws at the end of that first overtime. I think a game they should have probably won in that first overtime, but this is a team that's just so shorthanded. I mean, and then with the Georgetown game, the, the three players fouled out, and you're getting big minutes from bench guys. Uh, they're definitely, you know, they're definitely at least a year away. And there's some talent there. I mean, Pons has played well, but I think, it, I mean, he's had, a, I mean, he's taken so many shots, and he's had, a, I mean, really take so much of that scoring responsibility without Marcus Levette. That they, I mean, there's, I mean, they obviously, I think they just need more talent. I mean, they definitely, their two transfers, Clark and um, Simon, have definitely helped. But they just, and they just need more talent. 
I mean, their tough stretch continues. Uh, I think it was like this, the winnable middle part of it was Georgetown, Creighton, Butler, and now they're 0-1 there. So they got Creighton at home without Crumple. You know, maybe, I mean, maybe some upset potential there. Then they go to Butler, and then, of course, they play Xavier, Duke, and Villanova three in a row. So, I mean, they're they're definitely going to have a tough time going forward. I mean, you want to you at least see them get a win. But that will do it for Big East time. My name is Matt Kellen. Thank you very much for listening.